Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 74 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing why a weak pelvic floor is to blame for peeing when you laugh, but kegels aren't the answer, what breathing mechanics have to do with it, and when you should consider going to a pelvic floor physical therapist. The idea for today's topic came through the general survey that I did to my email list a couple weeks ago. And by the way, everybody who responded, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your time and your insight. And I asked, what kind of episodes do you want to hear about? And this is something, to be honest, it wasn't even on my radar. But as I started to talk to more people, I realized that it's on a lot of your radars and maybe your experience. What I'm talking about is peeing, when you sneeze, when you laugh, when you run, when you jump rope. There's this general idea that, especially as women, it's super common to pee yourself when you do these things, and that we should just expect that we're going to lose the ability to hold our pee as we get older. And I'm not just talking about women who've had children. I think that's a common misconception as well that, oh, once you have kids, like it's guaranteed. Now that is true. It's more common, but it's not like they're not one in one. It doesn't always have to be that way. The thing too about these types of issues is that we're not talking about it with each other. Like, honestly, I was surprised from friends of mine when I brought up this idea and this topic today, how many of them were experiencing this. And like never in a million years would I have thought about it. Now, if men, you are already trying to be like, this episode is not for me. You're not off the hook because you also have pelvic floor muscles. You have a pelvic floor that can have issues. Um, And just because the chances of you peeing yourself are a little bit lower because of your anatomy, all of the things I'm going to talk about today are very relevant for you as well. Now, we also need to talk about this idea of normal versus common. So just because you know people who have something um, or it runs in your family doesn't necessarily mean it's normal, right? It might be common and we are starting to think it's normal because we know so many people who have this thing, but that doesn't make it normal just because it's common, Now, there are always ways to make changes, no matter what, whether we're talking about bunions, back pain, or pelvic floor issues. You can always, always, always change the unchangeable. And if there's anything I've done, it's even plant that seed that change is always possible. There's this big blogger I follow who always makes a comment in her stories about how once you've pushed a kid out of your body, you're going to pee a little bit when you run. And I don't fault her for talking about it, right? Like I said, we're not talking about this enough, but accepting things for the way they are like is just like, well, this is how it's going to be now. I just have to put up with this now. Like, you know me. That's not how I operate. I don't think you should just have to like put up with it. And I also say this as someone who has not had children 
Okay, I understand that, but I'm coming to you from a place of anatomy and biomechanics, and it's all going to make sense in just a little bit. So yes, your body has changed because you gave birth, but this doesn't mean you're destined to pee yourself. Because you're a woman, it doesn't mean you're destined to pee yourself. Because you're over the age of 35, it doesn't mean you're destined to pee yourself. And here's why. Your pelvic floor is muscles. That's pretty much it. It's called the pelvic floor because it's the base of your pelvis, the bottom of your pelvis. If you've ever spoken to a physical therapist about back pain or anything like that, they probably called it a bowl. And you really can imagine it sort of like a bowl, except there's this big opening at the bottom. And the pelvic floor is everything that covers this base from your pubic bone in the front to your tailbone in the back and from each sitting bone from side to side. So it makes sort of like this diamond shape with muscles running in every direction. The muscles of the pelvic floor are really super cool because you have them running, like I said, from pubic bone to tailbone, from one sitting bone to the tailbone either side. Um, And then you also have them as sphincters and around the different openings. And so there's just a lot of complexity happening here, which is super, super fascinating. Now your piriformis is here in the mix as well. And I bet you never thought of your hip muscles as pelvic floor muscles, but the fascias of your hip and pelvic floor and core, it's all interconnected. So it really should be no surprise that a hip muscle is also a pelvic floor muscle. Now, you may remember me mentioning the piriformis on the episode about sciatica, which also means that, hey, if you are experiencing sciatica, your pelvic floor might be somewhere you want to start to focus on within your wellness plan because it's connected. It's all connected. It's always all connected. Now, when it comes to pelvic floor for women, of course, we have bigger openings, but everyone has openings here, right? Everyone. So don't think you get a pass just because you have male anatomy. Now, these are all muscles, right? The pelvic floor has many, many, many muscles, meaning balance here is a combination of strength and elasticity. And it's not like your hamstrings here. You can't stretch your pubococcygeus muscle by trying to touch your toes. So the elasticity piece of it and also the strength of it come about a little bit differently. So if you think of your pelvic floor as the base of your torso, the top of this internal kind of pressure system of your core is actually your diaphragm. So remember the diaphragm is this dome-shaped muscle. It lines the bottom six ribs in your rib cage and it's your primary breathing muscle. And so 20,000 times a day, as you are breathing, as you are talking, that muscle is contracting and relaxing. And when it contracts, it applies a little bit of downward pressure into your abdominal contents. Now, remember, your guts are like a big bag of liquid. It's really gross when you describe it as that. So sorry about that. Which means as the top part presses down on this bag of fluid, it's got to go somewhere else, right? So that downward pressure of your diaphragm applies a little bit of stretch to the pelvic floor because remember, it's the basement of this whole torso core situation. And so it's the strength of the pelvic floor that helps to almost like rebound the diaphragm a little bit. So they work together to stretch and tone and strengthen one another all day long as you're walking about and moving and breathing. 
except, well, you sit a ton, me too, right? We sit, which changes the tension relationship of the pelvic floor um, because more often than not, we're not sitting on the bottom of our pelvis or our sitting bones, but we're sitting kind of with our pelvis tucked under. So this can affect things. And also posture always comes into play. If your diaphragm is not pointing directly down towards your pelvic floor, right? So if you are in one of those situations where either you tuck your pelvis under or you're a rib thruster, every time the diaphragm is doing its contract and relax, that pressure isn't being sent down towards the pelvic floor. It's not being directed there. It's being directed elsewhere. So the pelvic floor gets kind of left out of things. And when it gets left out of things, what do we know about muscles and areas and tissues that aren't moving? They get stiff. Your brain forgets how to really efficiently communicate and work with them. So then we have a pelvic floor that might be a little bit weak because it's not getting its built-in strengthening and stretching that should be happening. And then your brain has no idea how to talk to it. What would it feel like to know exactly what to do to take care of your body? To know that every exercise was actually helping you get stronger instead of being a total waste of time. And imagine not being afraid of pain because you know exactly how to maintain your body and how to take care of any type of soreness, tension, or pain. Movement Mavens is one of the most comprehensive step-by-step programs that'll actually teach you body maintenance and movement mastery so you can continue to build sustainable strength and get rid of pain no matter what comes up. Our community is filled with movement-minded women who are committed to taking back control of their body and their health. With customized wellness plans, a growing video library, and monthly coaching, you'll know what to do so that you can keep running faster, hit PRs, recover more effectively, and feel amazing every day. I'm opening up the doors soon for a limited time, but if you're on the wait list, you'll be the first to know. So grab your spot on the wait list and learn more about Movement Mavens at aewellness.com slash mavens. That's aewellness.com slash M-A-V-E-N-S. So we need the pelvic floor to be able to, you know, hold the weight of your organs, and it may be able to do that without you know, working in tandem with the diaphragm, but sometimes it's not. So peeing when you sneeze is just one sign of this pelvic floor imbalance, so to speak. But there's other things as well, such as pelvic organ prolapse, right? So there's a whole continuum or spectrum of things that can happen. And I'm not trying to be like the doom bringer here of like, oh my God, everything's going to fall out. I'm not. I'm just saying that your pelvic floor, just like any other muscle in your body, has the capacity to be stronger, to be more efficient and it's not as complicated or challenging to do so as you might think. Now, when it comes to peeing when you sneeze or peeing when you cough or peeing when you jump rope, um, there's a number of different types of incontinence that may create this. So there's urge incontinence, which is when your bladder muscles involuntarily contract. There's overflow incontinence, which is when the urethra is actually blocked. And then you can also have a whole category of neurogenic incontinence, meaning that your nervous system is involved and there's something else happening. Now, the bladder itself is smooth muscle, meaning we don't have voluntary control over it. So these are all categories of 
types of incontinence that we're not actually going to talk about today. Specifically today, we're talking about stress incontinence, which is due to this increased abdominal pressure happening and your pelvic floor muscles aren't strong enough to work against it. So when you cough, sneeze, jump, the pelvic floor can't stop the flow and then you pee. Now, there was this video from CrossFit like maybe six years ago. It feels so recent, and yet I know now I should just add like seven years to anything I remember because it feels like forever and a half ago. But they did this whole video about peeing when you jump rope and do double unders or box jumps and how it's totally normal and it should be fine. And they even had a pelvic floor therapist come into this video and be like, yeah, it's totally normal to pee when you box jump. So remember, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. So even within like a big brand, and I'm not saying that they are like the epitome of like what things should be. Clearly, they're not. But I say that as CrossFit, the brand, for those of you who do like CrossFit, like I enjoy strength training and conditioning and the methodology. But you know, that's a whole nother topic of discussion. But even like a big brand that had partnerships with Reebok and other big companies to come out and say, it's totally normal. And the rest of us are like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. So again, I just want to stress, I'm here to say it's not necessarily something you just have to put up with. But when it comes to pelvic floor stuff, I mean, just a quick Google search and it's, oh, do kegels, right? Kegels will fix everything. Your pelvic floor is weak. You should just do kegels to strengthen it, right? And uh, you may have even been given kegels as exercise. But let's like take away this context of the pelvic floor, doing kegels to strengthen your pelvic floor is like strengthening just your biceps for a shoulder injury. So is it going to get your biceps stronger? Yeah, absolutely. But is that going to help you be able to reach up to the top shelf to get something down without your shoulder hurting? Is that going to help all of the muscles in your rotator cuff and your lats and all of the connective tissues have the strength and elasticity and coordination to be able to reach up and grab the thing off the top shelf without pain? No, probably not. So think of kegels as just like one piece of the puzzle that may not necessarily be functional. Because again, the pelvic floor is that hammock for the base of your pelvis. We need it to be able to be strong enough to hold your organs, to support your core, to be coordinated, to engage along with the rest of your core, to create pressure and spinal stability. And then it also needs to be playing along with the diaphragm and giving it that strengthening and elasticity that they both need to be as efficient as possible. So really the best way to strengthen your pelvic floor is to retrain your body how to work together more efficiently. And all of that boils down to posture and better breathing mechanics. Like in a nutshell, I could have just started there. (laughs) But working on your posture so that the motion and movement of your diaphragm is helping to strengthen the pelvic floor with every single breath that you take. So as you're moving and breathing about your day, your body keeps getting stronger. It keeps getting more efficient. And also paying attention to your posture as you're not only standing, but lifting things is going to help to build up that abdominal strength and that core strength on a full body scale. 
right? So the core is not just the abs in the front or the back or even the side, but it's that entire system. And so we need this entire top to bottom pelvic floor to diaphragm all the way around front to back, inside to outside. We need all of those fabrics to be able to coordinate efficiently to create that spinal stability. And this is a perfect time because you might be thinking if you're in the gym, I'll just put on a weight belt and that's how I'm going to get that extra stability. So sure, you're going to get some extra stability for your lower back from wearing a weight belt. But how many times have I just said about elasticity being equally as important as strength? So because weight belts are so rigid, all that pressure that you create in your abdomen when you go to lift something up, because that happens, there's no way around that, right? If you're going to pick up something heavy, right, you brace your spine, that pressure has to go somewhere. And if it can't be absorbed by your entire core, again, that whole tissue tube, it's got to go somewhere. Where does it go? Most likely your pelvic floor because you don't have a weight belt on your pelvic floor. So there is this thing called intra-abdominal pressure or IAP, which is the balanced activity of all the stabilization muscles of your torso. So when I say core strength, I could say, make sure you're IAP, but we're just going to say core strength. But this is so super important for allowing a symmetrical loading of your spine, meaning that all of the bones and all of the discs and all of the tissues of your spine and your torso are loaded evenly. Because when they're not, you can run into issues anywhere through your torso, right? Lower back, hips, front of the abdomen, um, things like diastasis or separations of the fascias at the front of the abdomen. Yes, related to pregnancy, but also people who cannot be pregnant like men also have a separation there. So it's not just pregnancy. Also through your spine, things like disc degeneration, things like arthritis, these things don't just happen. But they also don't have to happen. And even if they have happened, learning to move better now can help to change the course of how you feel right now. And again, this is why I always say you can change the unchangeable and your pelvic floor is no different. So where do you start? Again, posture and breathing, learning how to breathe better and learning how to stand up straighter for all things. And I say that as I realize this entire episode, I have been turned a little bit on my axis, but that's okay because when you know better, you can do better. And it's not about achieving perfection and being perfect all of the time. It's about being aware of how you are moving and carrying your body through space and making those tiny adjustments as you notice things aren't necessarily balanced. Now, what about when to go to a pelvic floor PT? Because this is a category that of physical therapists who do very, very, very important work. So you might not be aware of this, but there is a specialty within physical therapy of people who do internal work for the pelvic floor muscles, which if you have any sort of pain, may be exactly what you need. Like I said, you can't stretch your pelvic floor muscles in the same way that you can stretch or massage your hamstring muscles. And you don't have to just put up with pain or incontinence or any of these issues. So if you have these issues, I strongly, strongly recommend that you seek out a pelvic floor physical therapist who specifically can do some internal work because it's just going to help you find answers and create better outcomes and just feel better a lot faster. 
When I was working in a physical therapy office, we did have a pelvic floor specialist on staff. And so many of the patients who came through were specifically for her. And I was really, really, really surprised at pelvic floor patients and probably just women in general how long we tolerate and put up with things. Women would come in who had had like debilitating pelvic pain for like five years. And so if even just one person hears this episode or you tell one person and it gets them the help so that they don't have to suffer like that, this episode was totally worth it. But with all that being said, one of the things you're going to find as you start on your own path to becoming a body detective is that it doesn't take a whole lot to change how you feel. So yes, seek out a pelvic floor physical therapist if you fall into that category, if you think it would be useful, 100,000%, go do it. But don't think that that relieves you of doing the work for yourself. Because when you do the work for yourself, it allows you to have almost like your own baseline of what is going on in your body, how you feel. And any physical therapist is going to tell you that that makes their job so much easier. If you can walk in and say, well, I've tried this, this, and this, and this kind of helps, but it's worse when I do this. You're helping them to do their job because you don't have a computer like your car where they can just scan it and get that error code and be like, oh, that's where the problem is. So you have to do your own daily body maintenance. And this is exactly what we do inside Movement Mavens. When you have your own custom wellness plan that takes you less than 15 minutes a day to do these exercises and you don't even have to leave your house to do it, it makes things so much easier. And it makes the conversations that you're able to have with your healthcare professionals and your physical therapist just that much more efficient and effective. So if you want to get started with your own Amplify You plans, what we call it inside Movement Mavens, as soon as possible, come check us out. Enrollment is open now until August 11th. You'll get your own personalized body maintenance plan to help you really get to the root cause of what's going on and uncover any imbalances that might be contributing. As I'm sure you've already figured out from listening to a couple of episodes, it's never one thing. A pelvic floor issue is also a low back, a hip, a core issue. A neck thing is also a whole body issue. You are a whole body and your body maintenance plan should treat you like a whole body. And that's what we do inside Movement Mavens. So come check it out. Open until August 11th. You can learn all about what you get and what's offered and how you and I can work together over at aewellness.com slash mavens, M-A-V-E-N-S. So I want to hear from you. Is pelvic floor health and pelvic floor something that you need to work on or you have been working on? And do you feel like you have a better idea of where to focus now? Plus, if you have any questions about anything I've talked about, you can shoot me a DM or tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala for Mala. Or as always, you can call the Body Nerd Hotline and leave a voicemail at 818-396-6501. Now, before I go, always got to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, access to the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope you have something fun planned on the movement horizon. I am doing a 10,000 a day challenge right now with the Movement Mavens, and I got to go on a walk like right now. (laughs) 
So if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Leave a review again, wherever you're listening, or just share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it today. And whatever you do, whatever you choose, just thank you. Thank you for being a part of this body nerd community. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, having strong pelvic floors, and getting nerdy. And thanks for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool. And you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks. And body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.